in the recording of one of our most recent episodes, we realized that Buffy touches on some very sensitive subjects and doesn't always handle them in the most sensitive manner. So this is going to act as a trigger warning for specifically episodes 3 and 4 for parental um, abuse and non-consensual relationships between adults and underage um, people. So if that is something that would upset you, we will not be offended if you feel as if you cannot listen to these episodes. We do um, go into it a bit but and it is mainly still our lighthearted conversations but we just wanted to give you a fair warning that those topics are touched on before we just throw it into the deep end um without saying anything so there that is um thank you for your time hello i'm kat and i'm sophie welcome to wait you've never watched we changed the name because our old name was already taken. Oops. This is a show about queer people talking about queer shit. In this edition, this season, I'm teaching Sophie about Buffy. What episode are we watching today? We're watching The Witch. It's episode three. Episode three. So we're going to talk about um, the predictions you made that don't really apply to this episode so much because we kind of diverge from our main, like, continuous plot. This is kind of a one-off. Isn't this something that just always happens, though? There's a lot of one-offs in Buffy, aren't there? Kind of, but there's more... Like, there is a lot of one-offs, but there's, like... There are, like, continuous things like the whole like harvest thing gonna do a little bit of spoiler is that is like a continuous thing like having them be on the hell mouth is a continuous thing and like certain monsters are like whole season long villains so like us just having this little divergent into witches is kind of like oh that's a thing which was like a check mark for you of there being different monsters and not just vampires. Yes, in this episode of Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, there are zero vampires. Yep, which they address early on. They're like, so it's not a vampire thing. No. And then we have like the master being the main villain. The master is not in this episode. Um, no, I had to take like a breather after mm-hmm. last episode. Yeah, he had a real rough time last episode. You take know, R and R day, master. Saying we're gonna like Cordy more. I mean, Cordy gets it rough in this episode a little bit. I'm sorry, Cordelia's a bitch in this episode. I she can find is. no redeeming Cordelia traits, which is a sad fact. No, but I'm not saying she has redeeming traits in this episode. I'm just saying she gets it rough. That is true. Cordelia does suffer a little bit in this episode. Xander does, like, legit try to behead a teenager in this episode. So, it, yeah. I wouldn't co- know if you would call that Xander being more badass. I don't think so. I have you lots do, of thoughts on Xander in this episode. We will get to that. You do get a little bit of Xander, like, actually caring about Buffy and it not just being, like, the hot new girl. 
like syndrome like when she gets like almost I don't know I if feel, I agree with that I feel like you hate Xander for like no fucking reason yeah I feel okay, like you hate I Xander for no reason that I do not like Xander especially in this episode and I will bring them up when we get to them but also like Xander like does actually care about Buffy and I feel like I don't know like I feel like no matter how much he gets redeemed you're still gonna hate him for no reason I feel like Xander eventually starts to care about Buffy and like there are some arcs but I think he starts off at a place that is not great I mean yeah he's a teenage boy it's not his fault it's the way his character's written and there's a very specific story trope that he fills but I would not say that Xander is a great friend in this episode yeah but anyway um so it says more hijinks different monsters we covered that yes yeah. there are different monsters and the loudest thing in this podcast is me turning the notebook pages apparently it's okay, my phone went off last episode. Oh, so I that's just don't in the recording remember now. that. It is. I didn't realize it either, but it's also under us talking about important things, so it's staying. <laughs> All right, so Giles gets, like, real mad about Buffy wanting to be a cheerleader. Yes, we start the episode with Giles going off on Buffy. She, she wants to be a cheerleader. She already has a cheerleading outfit and pom-poms in Sunnydale High's colors, for tryouts yeah which like i mean that's my biggest problem that i'm just realizing now did, did everyone get them or did buffy like go out and i don't know beg a coach to be like give me a uniform everyone but cordelia was dressed in the cheerleading uniforms like everybody but cordelia cordelia was like dressed in like a full like full-on sporty like sports bra and like biker shorts because Cordelia's badass because it's Cordelia I guess it's to show she's like rich or something I don't know but everyone but Cordelia had the uniform and like I this is my sporty gay pass I tried out for Palm I was actually Yay. on Palm in middle school and I tried out for Palm in high school. But, like, we did not, like, dress in the uniform. I'm pretty, like, I had friends who were cheerleaders. Like, you ordered the uniform into the season. Yeah. It was not just there for tryouts. You just wore, like, you know, like, sweatpants. I mean, I could see them having the uniforms. Maybe they were, like, school-sanctioned, like, school-owned uniforms yeah. that they would give out once they decide who the team is. But no, you would not try out in the in uniform. the uniforms. Yeah, you just, like, wore, like, comfort. Like, you know, like, we've both been to musical tryouts. Yeah. It's just, like, wear something you can move in. Wait, you don't arrive in costume of the character right. you want to be cast as? I mean, kind of. Um, okay, so then they, um, so they're talking about cheerleader stuff. Giles is very upset about Buffy wanting to have a life outside of being a slayer. Does Giles not realize that Buffy, like, needs to have a life to have a secret undercover thing going on? Well, so Buffy having, like, a secret undercover life is, like, unheard of. It's very different. That's, like, brought up later like way later is that Buffy's whole like double life thing is very unique in the whole Slayer culture. So like, what did the usually, previous Slayers do? 
they were like just the Slayer. Were they like, homeschooled at this point? Like basically, yeah. They weren't like schooled. They were like just Slayers. So did they tell their parents that they were the Slayers? Like they were. Well, we meet another Slayer later, and wait, 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 wait. There are multiple Slayers alive at any given point. Listen, it's a thing. Um, I forgot that was a spoiler. Oh dear. Well, that's okay. Um, but, like, basically her parents gave her to her watcher when she was, like, a toddler. So the parents were fully aware that yeah, they had birthed a slayer. Yeah, her parents, like, gave her to her watcher and was, like, and her watcher, like, raised her, like, as a slayer. And she had, like, no other life other than being the slayer. So, like, Buffy's whole, like, double life thing is, like, not really a thing. Can you imagine if Giles was Buffy's parent? We get into that. That's a thing. Does Giles become Buffy's parent No! Um, listen, there's a whole weird thing, and it's, I can't say it because it's really, it's... Major spoilers? Yeah, there's a thing. Not really major, but I want you to be surprised by it. Okay. So Giles is, like, very upset that Buffy wants to join cheerleading, and it's very funny. And so that happens, and I don't know. Am I missing anything else before we go underground to see the witchy stuff? I don't think so. It's just that one gag that, oh, no, it's cheerleading, the end of the world. Uh, and Giles is like, I forbid it. And Buffy goes, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, like... <laughs> and Giles is like, oh shit, I have zero power, actually. Oh yeah, um, then we meet this girl. So we see some witching, witchy stuff. A Barbie gets thrown into a cauldron. It's hot with witch aesthetic. That's a hard thing to say. Yeah. I am here for it. Like, any yeah. cottage in the woods just with creepy shit? Yeah. Ideal summer home. <laughs> I mean, like, the actual house is, like, pretty, pretty nice. I wish it had, like, more light and windows were open. Like, you realize windows, curtains open. I mean, it's like the attic, isn't it? Oh, not like the witch room, but, like, when we go into the house later, it's like curtains open. Well, I mean, we'll get to this, but she can't be seen, really. Yeah, I was just like... So, if anyone ever wants to live with Kat in possibly a witch commune, keep those windows open. I mean, yeah! Like, I will get real, like, I don't want to keep the windows closed. Like, my blinds are open at all times. That is not a vampire. I'm... Like, sunlight too much. I, yeah. Listen, I could be a Twilight vampire. You just sparkle? I mean, Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) I do. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's let's count it down. Musical theater, gay. <laughs> I do sparkle. Do you know the amount of you do know the amount of glitter I own? You know this about me. That is true. Um, okay, so we see the witchy stuff and then we're at cheerleader tryouts. Yes. They walk into cheerleader tryouts and as a one off, Buffy says, Giles is, you know, being a pain in the ass. I'd say he should get a girlfriend if he wasn't so old. <laughs> Giles is like 30 to 40, let's say. Yeah. Giles, it's like a running gag in this this show that like people that are the age of their parents are like ancient. 
Yeah, so Buffy believes that love has an expiration date, and because, it's whatever age Giles is. Yeah, well, Buffy's mom gets a boyfriend. Oh, no. Um, at one point, and so... And then at the same episode, I already told you that Giles dates this person, so that's not a spoiler. Yeah. They have their first kiss at the end of that same episode that Buffy's mom has said boyfriend. And at the beginning of the episode, she has walked in on her mom and her boyfriend kissing. Oh, and then no. at the end of the episode, the whole Scooby gang, like... Willow, Xander, and Buffy all walk in on Giles and his, like, the computer teacher kissing. And then they go, oh, what is it with old people this week? Okay, so we see this girl, Amber, who was apparently turned down the Laker girls. Because apparently the the Laker, Lakers are, that's NBA, right? That's basketball? I think so. I You're think asking the wrong person about I this. I know. But, like, apparently professional sports cheerleading teams recruit from high schools. Oh, yeah, definitely. So she um, turned down the Laker girls. Like, she's just real good at cheerleading. They make it seem like this cheerleading is so, like, upper tier. And I never got the feeling that, like, this random high school had, like, a really good professional cheerleading team or sports team or whatever. They're just kind of there. They're just kind of there. And then we hear, so we have a new character, and her name is Amy, and she goes that she trains so many hours a day, and I'm like, why? This is a high school sports team. I mean, like, there is a lot of pressure no matter how low tier a sports or cheerleading team is. If you have, we learn that Amy does this because... Her mom was, like, super good at cheerleading. Like, she was, like, a competitive cheerleader, and that was, like, her big thing. And, like, if you have a parent who was, like, super good at something, and that was their legacy, and they wanted to be your legacy, it doesn't matter the quality of the team they were on or the quality of the team you're on. Like, that's going to be the thing. That is true, but now we have... Amy being so into cheerleading, and this girl who apparently turned on the Lakers, is everyone else just kind of ambivalent and average about this, or is everyone, like, also this hardcore? Like, I mean, we know Cordelia is that hardcore. Yes, but Cordelia is Cordelia, and we love her. that hardcore about everything. Is Amber the girl who's, like, the coach later in the episode? I'm pretty sure she's, like, the coach later in the episode. It's possible that she's, like, team captain or something. Yeah, it looked like Amber. I'm not sure if it was her. Yeah, so that was her. During her audition, she catches on fire. (laughs) She starts smoking, and then her pom-poms catch on fire. But the smoke appears, like, a good few seconds before flames are visible. Yeah. So that happens. Buffy tackles her. Buffy tackles her with the blanket. Not even, like, trying to aim for the flame. Buffy just goes at the person <laughs> and then tries to address the flames once they're both on the ground. Well, the flames were coming from her. Her hands! And Buffy's like, waist tackle. Well, what was she supposed to do? Just sort of hold her hands aggressively? I think it would have been fine had she got up and said, hold out your hands and, like, put a blanket over their hands, not just... Tackle the person on fire. I mean, what would you have done? 
I probably would have stood there dumbfounded at someone being on fire. And they would have died. You're a 16 year old girl. You see someone on fire, you know you can do something about it. I feel like Buffy did a pretty damn good job. Okay, Buffy saves Amber's life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Giles gets, like, some super, like, bad science information. He says that spontaneous human combustion happens when people are, usually when people are angry or aggravated. That's, like, not true. Giles in this episode, and we will keep coming back, is, like, a fount of information. Uh, like, but in this case, just... Incorrect. Yeah, Giles does not really know what he's talking about in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, like, if you research it, it's usually just, like, old ladies who are just sitting in an armchair. What are you reading that you just know humans when he's combusted? True crime. There we go. Okay. Yeah, like, BuzzFeed Unsolved and My Favorite Murder. <laughs> like... Are these all real instances of people catching on fire? Yeah. It's called The Wick Effect. Got it. There, it's, or at least that's what people think it is. Like, their bodies catch on fire and, like, the fatty parts burn up. And that's why their limbs are left untouched. So it's, it's a weight loss technique. Like, just their torso burns up. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And they're just kind of sitting in an, it, the most known case is this old lady who is sitting in an armchair taking a nap. Good. So, so not someone not who was angry, angry and all. aggravated. Giles does introduce the concept that we are certain there's not vampires in this case. Yeah, because vampires, you know, don't telepathically catch people on fire. Yeah, but they're demons, so what are really the rules around vampires? You know, like, they say vampires are demons. We learn more... I like to say we learn more about, like, vampire lore later. We also meet actual demons later. I just, there's some questionable origin stories that just changes throughout the series. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because the vampires are all demons, but they all follow the classic vampire tropes, including vampires that aren't demons, is it just everything's a demon? But they follow the rules of their specific subclass of demons? Vampires are really humans without souls. What what it is. Is like they get turned and then they lose their soul. What happens to their soul? It goes poof. It was me like there's not a episode detailing exactly where all these souls go. There's a... Listen, if I were to tell you how I know the episode where we find this out, that's a huge spoiler. More spoilers. So, and I don't remember exactly what they say. Their souls are, I'm pretty sure they're just in hell. So, okay. yeah. Um, but, like, then we meet, like, actual demons that, like, aren't vampires. They're, like, just demons. Yeah. That are just, like, you know, normal, like, funky-looking demons with, like, horns and stuff. That could you probably know. catch people on fire. Yeah. Like, you know, there's just, like, regular demons. Um, some of them are actually pretty chill. Um. Cat wants to hang with demons, y'all. I mean, listen, I watch so many fantasy series. It's like, do you want to hang out with a demon? It's like, I don't know, which one? <laughs> like, which one? Specific give, names. Give me some options. 
All right, then. Like, you have to be more specific because maybe, yeah. yeah. If it's Glenn from The Good Place, like, maybe. Anyway, we learned that Giles is, like, super danger horny. Like, he gets, like, super... Explain yourself, please. He gets, like, super excited by the fact something dangerous is happening. He goes, that's excitement about living on the Hellmouth. And I'm like, Giles, calm down. Giles is trying to make the best of a bad situation. He's like, I have to protect the one Slayer who's on the fucking Hellmouth. You know what? At least it's He's just, like, very excited about the fact that things are dangerous. And I'm like, okay, Giles. But they also pinpoint that it's a witch. Like, we know it wasn't vampires, and immediately they're like, it's a witch. Only witches do this. And Willow is super excited to um, illegally hack into the school files. And she specifies that it's illegal hacking. Yes, which Willow I enjoy. Very much admits that what she's doing is super illegal. Which she also super enjoys. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, wanting to do bad behavior in this episode that I, like, totally endorse. You know, I feel like Willow's got a repressed side. Oh, yeah. And we can, we're going to unpack that a lot, but I think Willow, oh, Willow needs a little are. bit of, you know, letting things loose. Yeah. Oh, there's. Yeah, some alternate universe episodes that happen, and listen. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Is there an AU where Willow is just a punk? Because I fully support that. Kind of. Kind and of. And if not, can I make a punk of the character of Willow? Well, you'll see. You'll see. But you'll see what Willow it is. Willow needs to be in a leather jacket and sunglasses, please. I mean, we but will get there. listen, we'll get there and you'll see. You'll see what I mean by saying kind of. Um, so. We go to Buffy's home. Yeah, we're back at Buffy's house and Buffy wants to like, is like trying to get her mother interested in her life. This is not a super quality Joyce episode until the end. Yeah, Joyce is just kind of tuning out what Buffy says as she tries to unpack crates of ancient statuary? Yeah. Of the art gallery? And I don't know why she's not doing this at the gallery. Yeah, why is she doing this in her house? Take all the art to her house. Like, she's saying they're trying to open the gallery. Like, this is a whole thing. Like, Joyce is opening a gallery in Sunnydale, which we have previously addressed is a quote-unquote one Starbucks town. Nothing ever happens there. What is the demand for a high-end art gallery with, like, what was it, like, Native American fertility statues? Possibly. There was definitely a fertility statue. Yeah. And it's like, I don't see where the demand for an art gallery would be in Sunnydale, but, you know. I don't really either, except... okay, Like, Giles would probably go. This might probably go into predictions, but if there's a lot of creepy shit in an art gallery... That would make sense that it would be on the Hellmouth. Talismans yeah. and other artifacts from creepiness. That would make sense that it would gravitate to the Hellmouth. Yeah. So instead of having it sent to the, like, having going through this at work, she's going through it at home and ignoring Buffy when she's trying to, like, talk to her. And Buffy and Joyce is like, hey, good thing you're going back to school, art school cheerleading because you got kicked out of school 
Yeah, Joyce, like, kind of backhands Buffy a little bit, being like, remember how you were a problem child? Yeah. Which is just kind of rude, Joyce. Yeah. In the scene, Buffy also fully reveals her super strength to her mother. Joyce does not notice, but Buffy makes no attempt to hide that she rips off the top of a nailed shut box with one hand in one motion. Her mom was, like, fully out of the room at that point. She was, like, on the other side of the table. No, because she was hiding and said she didn't want to... She was, like, hiding the fertility statue, and so once her mom walked out of the room, she, like, lifted it up. I am going to say this is the point where we disagree, and obviously yeah. one of right, but we'll never know because we're not going to go back. Um, so, yeah, Buffy's, like, trying to get her mom to spend time with her, and she's just, like, not about it. And I'm like, do you not realize that the whole, like, Amy's mom spending time with her thing is, like, very controlling and abusive? Like, I don't know why this is sending you into a desire to spend time with your mom, but, you know, whatever. I think the show is showing, like, two opposites. Like, a controlling parent and a parent that is very disinterested with the moral that there is a middle ground. Yeah... Um, which we kind of sort of meet by the end of the episode, and we will come back to Joyce's, like, rebound with Buffy, and that makes sense. But the episode is very being, like, there are two ends to the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so we learn about Amy's mom being, like, a super cheerleader back when she went to Sunnydale High. Like, she was, like, they apparently called her Catherine the Great because, you know... High schoolers come up with nicknames for each other like that. So there's like full on a picture of Amy's mom in the trophy case with along with like a cheerleading championship trophy. Willow said there's definitely nothing suspicious about Amber. So they realize like Amber, if there's a witch, Amber's not the witch. The only suspicious thing on Amber's file was that she got detention for smoking. But not smoking like she did before. Regular smoking. Like smoking a cigarette. Um, Amber at this point also has now kind of failed the second section of tryouts. I don't know why tryouts are just appearing wherever they need to be. But Amber falls and knocks over Cordelia. And so Cordelia is kind of... That That wasn't Amber. That was Amy. Sorry, not Amber, Amy. Amy, Amy. Yeah, Yeah, our, like, daughter of the super cheerleader. Yes, sorry. Um, We learn Amy's mom was, like, super intense, even in, like, elementary school. And when she gained weight, she used to padlock the refrigerator. So, like, Amy would go to Willow's house to eat brownies. Willow and Amy are pretty close, and Willow and Buffy are becoming closer. Mm-hmm. As we go through. I want to take us to the next scene in the locker room. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my next note too. And the locker room, despite being an active school day, is dark, <laughs> almost deserted, and really kind of creepy. I, like, I wrote that part off as my note about that was Cordelia, like, full-on threatening her. Yeah, and then like, Cordelia like, threatens her. But, like, my thing was that it was after tryouts, and, like, sports tryouts are usually after school. That's true, but why... 
was like, oh yeah. I was like, why is Amy the only one in there after tryouts? That's, I mean, Cordelia was in there. Cordelia was in there as well, but there were other people at tryouts. I think the locker room's just for creepy things. We yeah, found a like dead, dead bodies. And just where you go to threaten people. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else that like significantly happens in the locker room. I'm, like, pretty sure there are some other creepy things that happen in the locker room, but I can't think of them offhand. Yeah. Yeah, so then we have Xander just very desperately crushing on Buffy, and I'm like, okay, you just, just... It does turn into, like, later it does turn into, like, a genuine crush and genuine feelings. It is still very cringe. It's super cringe right now. Yeah. Which, like, I get because very much they needed, you know, a high school trope of the boy wanting to crush on Buffy and giving her small gifts and all that fun stuff. And it also makes it doubly awkward because we know Willow has a crush on Xander. Yeah. Just a lot of tension and a lot of kind of cringe. Yeah. I mean, but, like, I think it could have been done worse. That's true. Is the thing. Like, I mean, there are shows and movies where they would have been showing Willow going to the bathroom and crying after that conversation with Xander. Yeah. Like, they're, like they have a conversation where Xander's um, asking Willow, like, what he should do and being like, wait, so, like, how do I, like, know she likes me? And then Willow's like, just ask her out, you dummy. <laughs> like, yeah. stop being an idiot. Just talk to her like, you know, a human. <laughs> like That is true. And I think it is kind of relatable because really, were any of us good with handling feelings and hormones in high yeah. school? And I really like that they have Willow, like, not being cringe and, like, giving him bad advice on purpose. The closest she gets is, like, when Xander says he actually is going to ask her out, she goes, or maybe don't! Yeah. Willow doesn't really try to dissuade him so much. Like, that's the only thing. She just goes, or maybe don't! And And then he does anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, like... Honestly, like, it's still cringe, but it could be worse. Xander is cringe, but it's understandable at this point. Yeah. My defense is, like, he's a teenage boy. He is a teenage he boy. He could be so much worse. And he probably doesn't know how to handle the feelings he's having. And yeah. probably neither does Willow. Yeah. So, and then the cheerleading list, the team list is posted. Xander is super excited to see the cheerleading list. <laughs> he wants to be supportive. So he, like, books it to the front of the list while Willow and Buffy hang back and talk to Amy. Yeah, I just love that, like, Xander is going to see if Buffy made the team. Buffy herself is just kind of chilling. Yeah, Buffy does not give a shit. Buffy's just, like, in the back of this whole, like, crowd of girls, like, rushing to see the list. Xander's, like, elbowing everybody and Buffy's just like... I'll, I'll just wait. <laughs> and also, Amy isn't trying to get to see this either, despite this being more important to her, if not as equally important as Buffy. Yeah, and so they, um, Xander, are like, himbo, is like... Xander the himbo. Is like, congratulations, you guys are alternates. Yep, because he doesn't know what that means. I'm not a sports person. Sophie is not a sports person. 
even we know that is not a good thing. Even Willow knows that's not a good thing. And we need to mention that Buffy is first alternate, and Amy is third alternate, and we'll yeah. come back to that. But those are their two placements in this scheme of things. Yes. That, like, becomes important. So um, after Xander puts his foot in his mouth after being all excited, we go back to the witch house. Oh yeah, um, and then the witch gets like another creepy Barbie. I don't know if we mentioned that there were creepy Barbies before, but there are creepy Barbies. Creepy Barbies. Um, in Sunnydale high cheerleading uniforms. And the witch asks the powers that be to feed on Cordelia. Yeah, they're definitely voodoo dolls of some sort. And so... Oh, my next note was just that Buffy burned her bagel. Oh, no. <laughs> Buffy's eating breakfast at home, and the bagel she pulled out of the toaster was black. True. I do have one more thing to say about the witch house. The subtitles oh, yeah. ruin the surprise. Because the subtitles oh, really? say, Amy speaks. And I was like, that's not how you do it. This show is purposely hiding this identity. I guess you can recognize from the voice, but the subtitles just say, Amy says stuff. I did not even notice that, but I love it. And I was like, that is defeating the purpose of this sometimes. Oh my god. But yeah, Buffy burns her bagel. Trying to make breakfast. But Should we talk about Buffy's mother? Yes, because that's also what we're on. So after... You probably have better, more in-depth notes than I do on this. I just said Buff Joyce reminds Buffy that she got kicked out of school. Yeah. Joyce is trying to get Buffy to join the yearbook club at this point. Um, because that was what Joyce did in high oh, school. Oh, yeah, And Buffy's Joyce... like, you were a loser then, Mom. Yeah, Joyce, um, pulls out her yearbook to try and, like, bond with Buffy. And she's like, oh, look, this is what I did in high school. And it's actually, like, Joyce trying to have a sweet moment. I want to say, like, I love Buffy. I love this show, and I love the character Buffy. Buffy is kind of a bitch. Buffy's a bitch in this moment. Like, like, she's like, Joyce is trying. Like, she realizes, I think she might have realized she fucked up earlier. And, yeah. like, she's trying to bond with Buffy and be like, hey, sorry you didn't make cheerleading, but I had a really fun time doing yearbook club. And I got to, like, you know, be in all the pictures and, oh, it was such a fun time. And Buffy's like, oh, have you met the yearbook club? Nerds make fun of them. If any of you are in yearbook club, don't feel bad. I was in yearbook club. I, I quit because I don't have follow through. I was never in yearbook club. But I have respect for the people who were. They yeah. put in a lot of work for something. Yes. My next note is that Willow compares Xander to a chewed up pen. That is true. Willow's like chewing up a pen during this entire scene. <laughs> she goes, is like telling Xander that Buffy doesn't like him because he's just like there. It's like a chewed up pen that you use and you just keep chewing on, but you're not going to throw it away because it's just there. It's just there. He's like, okay, Wills, I get it. Yeah. This is the part where I think this is my distaste for Xander during this episode. And it is a very specific moment when Xander is talking about how Buffy ignores him and what he's doing. And then he casually mentions that he's trying to take pictures of her outside her window. He said it was a joke. He says it was a joke, but I think the subtext there was, I'm only saying this a joke because it's going to be super creepy if I don't say that. But I think he actually did it 
And here's my problem with Xander in this episode. I don't think he did. Okay, I he believe it happened. He did it. And I think it was written in as a joke. Oh, oh, look how Xander's a creep. That's something we can't joke about. That's an irredeemable character flaw that needs to be addressed. I definitely, I think it was a joke in bad, it was a joke in bad taste, but it was definitely a joke. It was a joke that was written in a 90s. Hey, remember how uh, American Pie thought sexual assault was funny? Yeah. Well, it's a part of a bigger problem. I I hope you're right, and I hope it was a joke. The way he said it, where he was like, that last part was a joke in case she ever asks. And I was like, so did you do it? No, I, it was definitely a joke, but I agree it was in poor taste and it okay. was a bad joke, but it was definitely a joke. Then I feel joke. better about Xander because I was going to go off on a whole thing about how jokes are written for these male characters and they're supposed to be funny, but you really can't joke about that? Yeah. Because there's serious problems with that. And if you don't like that as a joke, I'm glad that you're going to be on board with hating... Oh, no, I can't. I can't oh say things because then I'm going to spoil it because I really I really need to see a react, a genuine reaction from you for okay. something. Well, I'm glad we're on the same level that yeah. Xander should not be joking about sexual I harassment. I agree. Song. I agree. And there are going to continue to be jokes of that nature in very poor taste in this show. I oh will dear. warn you, just because of the time period it was written in. Well, we can call them out. We can definitely call them out, but I will say that, like, it's dates the show. Oh, I'm sure. So now that we've redeemed Xander in my eyes. Yeah. Are we to Cordelia being super... Oh, yeah. Buffy comes up Xander tries to, like, talk to her, and then Cordelia walks by and just is kind of, like, flipping lockers. Yeah, Cordelia's out of it. Yeah, um, and then she just, like, goes to driver's ed, which is just a class. It's Um, revealed that Cordelia has now flunked driver's ed twice before this time, so when did she start this class? I mean, she could have done it sophomore year, and, um... Actually, they were sophomores. They are sophomores. When did she? Well, she. I think Cordelia might be older than them. I don't okay. know. I think I might be wrong. Okay, but now we have Cordelia failing this class twice. She literally tells the driver's ed instructor, "I don't think I should drive today," and he's like, "No, nah, it's fine. Get in." Yeah, I'm like, okay, like she's seriously. She's not saying like, "Oh, I don't want to drive today." She's like looking on well and sounds like she's about to cry saying I don't think I should drive today like do not like I think the driver's ed teacher should be fucking fired because she drives into the street yeah she like crashes the car after telling the person I don't think I should be doing this he says get in and then it goes badly shocker yeah I don't think that's Cordelia's fault that girl has a lot of faults. That wasn't one of them. She tried. And then we get, I was going to say it's a Mean Girls remake. Mean Girls have not been released yet, but it's basically I a said, Mean Girls remake. I literally said Cordelia almost gets Regina'd. Yes, I just said Mean Girls. Um, yeah, Buffy pushes Cordelia out of the way of um, getting hit by like a UPS truck. Yep. 
And then her eyes are like fully rolled back in her head. And Cordelia's like, I'm blind, I can't see. And Muffy's like, ooh, maybe something's going on. Yeah, I mean, she knew before that. She like was stalking Cordelia. Yeah. And then... We go back to the library, our favorite expositional place. Yeah. So they realize that they like, you know, do a bunch of research shit and like, you know, deducing. They do deducing. They do deducing. They do some deducing. In the library. In the library and realize that Amy's probably the one who's the witch because her mom, like, really wants her to be a cheerleader. And so Amy's disfiguring cheerleaders so she can get on the team. Yes. I wrote Willow's got a better computer. Oh, does the she? one in the computer lab, because, like, the one in the library looks like, at least looks like a better monitor. Yeah. And I was like, why does the library have a better computer than the actual course with computers? That's a good question. Then we suck Shane Xander. Oh, yeah. We're looking at nude pictures in witchcraft books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Xander's, like, does not want them to look at who checked out witchcraft books recently. And it's because he has checked out a bunch of witchcraft books recently to look at the semi-nude drawings. Which is like a weird, I don't want to question what Xander does, but like, I would not have said my first inclination for looking at nude portraits would be witchcraft books. I'm sure, like, internet porn wasn't really a thing at that time. At which but... point also shouldn't be looking at on school computers. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying look at the school computers, but, like, wasn't Playboy still a thing? Like, I feel like, like, Xander be into what you're into, but witchcraft books would not be the first place I would look. Yeah, so weird, anyway. weird choice, Xander, but Whatever. that's okay. Giles has a full-on plan for how to catch this witch. Like, they deduce that Amy's the witch... And then Giles is like, all right, here's the spell, here's what you need. And it's like, Giles, how do you know all this? We find out how Giles knows all about this. Do we? These are all little breadcrumbs. I was going to say, we learn a lot about how Giles knows, <laughs> knows all these things. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Giles' secret past to come up because Giles has a lot of interesting things it's, that he just knows. It's funny that um, when I was first watching this show, I was just like, oh yeah, watchers just know this. I don't think that's what Watchers know. Like, looking back and knowing what I know about Giles' past, I'm like, oh yeah, Giles knows about this stuff because of this. And, like, I'm like, I did not think this was suspicious when I was watching this. When does Giles find out in his life that he's the Watcher? I don't know, actually. I don't remember if we, like, find that out. Buffy obviously knows she's the Slayer before the show starts. And yeah. then Giles comes up and is like, I'm the Watcher. And I was like, was there someone who approached you as a child who was like, you are the Watcher. There's going to be a Slayer. Get ready. I mean, we probably find out at some point, but I don't remember. We'll see. Yeah. But to go into their plan, they go to the science classroom because Willow's like, we can get all the things for the potion in science. The stuff is like hydrochloric acid That's and true. eye of meat. Which they don't get. They get the eye of a frog. I was pointing that out. They say I have newt and they're dissecting a frog. Which is not a frog. And later in the episode, they try to make the same thing and they also use a frog. And it works. What the heck. Also, the class is very divided where like half of them are doing the dissection and the other half are doing something with test tubes and it's never really revealed why. That was like, I don't know, like that was never a 
Like, I went to different schools. I had friends that went to different schools. And I never had... If you're in, like, what did he say? Like, track one, you're going to be, like, dissecting the frog this way. If you're in track two, combine this with this. And I'm like, why aren't these on different periods? Why isn't track one, like, first hour and track two, fourth hour? Like, what? It didn't seem too strange in the fact that it would never happen. Like, the students would be doing different things. But it did seem like these things were very strange to do at the same time. It definitely seemed like the students wouldn't be doing different things. Like, if students were doing different things in my classrooms, it would be like, oh, if you finish your lab early, start on your homework. It yeah. wasn't, like, do two totally different curriculums. Yeah, this seems like poor curriculum planning on part of the teacher. Yeah. Oh, that's a lie. I was in pre-algebra when everyone else in my class was in regular math because I was bored in regular math and they didn't have room for me in pre-algebra. Interesting. So my, when it was time to grade my papers, my teacher just sent me to the library with the teacher book to grade my wow. papers. And you know what makes me such a willow and such a goody two-shoes? You that did I, it correctly. Is that I didn't cheat. Yeah. Like, my math class was just sitting in the library and doing work. She goes, here, do this. Here's the teacher book. Grade your homework from last night. And I didn't cheat. Nice. She goes, oh, I trust you not to cheat. And I didn't. And then you didn't. <laughs> so her trust was granted. But, yeah, this is why Willow's my character. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the only reason they could have structured the class like this was so they could get all the ingredients, which they do. So I guess, yeah. I theoretically, this was sort of planned made sense i don't know yeah but they get all the things and then they have buffy casually spill this potion or whatever they've made oh so they realize so the thing they realize when they reveal the potion is that if you spill the potion on a witch the witch's skin will turn blue and i like to argue that her skin didn't turn blue the potion turned blue that is true that is what happens because it was probably easier for the effects team probably to put some food dye in some water than it was to dye an actress's skin blue. I mean, you could take food dye and dye an actress's skin blue. You'd have to get yeah. it off later. That would be hard. Yeah, like instantly. Like, yeah. you know. But they spill it on Amy. The liquid turns blue, which means she's a witch. But then something else happens. What happens? Another student starts freaking out and her mouth is gone. Yeah, which is like noticeable and something that is significant and everyone's freaking out, apparently, but it's never mentioned again. I know, like, none of these things are mentioned like, again. Like, so much weird shit happens in this town, and still everyone's like, oh no, we don't believe in the spooky things. And I was just like, why does the school not accept that weird shit happens? At this point, the gang decides it's time to go to Amy's house. Mm-mm, that's later. Oh, it is? What am I missing? That's way later. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. they don't go to Amy's house. Amy goes to Amy's house, and we see her yeah. interact with her mom for the first time. Yeah. And she, I wrote, she's she a bitch has, to her mom. Yeah. Um, we missed my favorite scenes, the macho, macho man. Oh, juice! Yes. 
miss that scene is Buffy acting super energetic that she's now on the cheer squad. Because what does Amy grab from Buffy during the preceding scene? Oh, she grabbed the bracelet. I missed her doing that, but she grabbed the bracelet that Xander got her. Yeah, Amy grabs the bracelet that Xander got her. And for whatever reason, like, knew what was happening when they dumped the potion on her. Because she's like, they were messing around with my hair. And I'm like, you were cognizant of what was happening? I mean, Buffy was not that chill about it. That's true, but, like, I don't think... Even the witch would not be like, oh, this is a witch test. Mm. And maybe maybe there's just a book where they're like, this is how people test for witches. I mean, isn't that how Giles found out about it? They're like, this... Maybe that's true. Okay, I take back what I said. Yeah. But anyway, Amy steals Buffy's bracelet, so the next scene is Buffy singing Macho Man, which is such a choice. She gets very distracted by Juice, too. It's like one of my favorite things. Buffy, like, transforms briefly into a valley girl. I love it. I love it so much. And oh, juice. She's just going with her mom, and her mom's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Goes, it's okay. Poor, poor Joyce. Yeah, Amy is super mean to her mom and is saying how she's going to, like, mess with Buffy and her friends. Yeah. Or, like, make them pay. And um, Buffy is, like, super hyped up at the cheer practice. Buffy has the wrong shoes on at cheer practice. She does have the wrong shoes and on. I noticed that too. very apparent. Like, we focus in on the shoes. Yeah. And I can't figure out why. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. It must have been, but I don't Is know Is it why. just so that we know it's Buffy when we see one shoe step on someone else's foot? Possibly. Yeah, it is made very apparent. Anyway, Buffy steps on someone's foot and they go off on her. Yeah. Doesn't she, like, kick someone to a wall? Yeah. So and that's why she gets kicked out of cheer They're practice. doing, like, cartwheels, assisted cartwheels, and Buffy uses her super strength and throws the other girl into a wall. Yeah. Uh, Who is not harmed, by the way, so Buffy is still a hero, but yeah. Buffy throws a girl into a wall. Yeah, and then Xander and Willow, like, kind of drag her away after she almost reveals that Amy's a witch. Oh, I remember what um I was going to say. Buffy, like, straight up tells her mom she's a vampire slayer. Yeah, again, she going just, back to the whole well, Buffy should know, in, but... In this thing, I'm not going to say Buffy should have known better because she was straight up, like, witch drugged. Oh, it's true. She was witch drugged, and she's like, there's just something about vampire slurring the older generation will never understand. No, this is the one this time where it's acceptable that Buffy is clueless about revealing her secret identity. But it's fine, because her mom doesn't believe her. Yeah, or her mom's just like, what? It, like, doesn't react at all. Yeah, so Buffy's secret is still amazingly safe. And so... She's like all high and like leaning against Xander and Willow, and she goes, "Xander, you know why I love you so much? It's cause you're you're my Xander-shaped friend." Buffy <laughs> has some choice lines when she's high, and I love it so much. Says Xander's just one of the girls. So That's we've now said in this episode that Xander is one of the girls, and he previously says that Willow is one of the boys. So. Everyone, okay, I don't like use the term friend zone, but everyone's getting friend zone in this episode. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. Um, also, Buffy's kicked off the squad after being high. Yeah. And you know who takes her place? Amy. Which makes zero sense because... Who was the second? 
Okay, I swear hold I Buffy was first off it, and was Amy it, was third. Was it the random girl who she, like, took her mouth? No, because no that's, no, that's how Buffy got on the squad. Like, yeah. When, who the fuck was the second alternate? There's a mystery second alternate, and we never know. So Hopefully she is safe. Probably she's not. Safe. Probably not. So they have to get their hands on Amy's spell book, or else Buffy's going to die in 24 hours. Buffy is no longer high. Buffy's just really sick. She just goes, as soon as they get to the library, she like immediately just gets really feverish and sick. Yeah, and Giles is like, it's fine. This is how it works. Just totally different reactions at different stages. I know. And then that's where I was saying that Xander's like very concerned about Buffy right now. He's not just like, oh, she said I'm just a friend. Bye, guys. Yeah, Xander is concerned very, his friend is very concerned. really, really sick. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that Xander is very concerned about Buffy, like, genuinely. Okay, yes. At this point, <laughs> Xander is a good friend. Yeah. They decide to go to Cordelia's house. They do not go to Cordelia's house. Fuck. They go to so Amy's house. They go to Amy's house. <laughs> I just wrote down, Buffy is skipping school a second time, but this time it's fine because Giles is with her. I was going to say she doesn't. Like, it's not really her choice. Giles kind of, like, carries her out of the school. He's not in this episode, but can you imagine that conversation if there was one with Principal Bob? Principal Bob. Bob. Giles, what are you doing taking the student to another house? To what? another, not home. Not home. To Amy's house. To Amy's house. To another student's house. Why? Because we have to go get a spell book to reverse all the spells that are going to kill the students, which is... Our next you plot point. British and your royal family nonsense. <laughs> He's from England, where that may be where how they do things in England, where they have that royal family and all their problems. Oh dear, I wish Principal Bob was in this episode. <laughs> yeah, where is Principal Bob in this episode? What would he have to say about flammable cheerleaders? Yeah, so much weird stuff is... That's probably what he's doing. He's dealing with all the weird stuff that's happened this episode. Yeah, like, he would not be having this. Like, he would have shut down cheerleading practice. Yes. Like, he is a no-nonsense principal. Anyway. But we don't see him. So, we arrive at Amy's house. Because they have to get the spell book. Because if they get the spell book, they can reverse all the spells, including the one that's killing Buffy. Yes. And I just wrote down Giles, like, forcibly entered. Giles grows his spine for, like, five he minutes. He looks straight up, like, just kind of, like, I love, like, we have, like, top father energy Giles in this episode. It is true. And I love it, and it does not go away. It's I just, like, listen. Top father energy, but also Giles very forcibly forces him and Buffy into a stranger's house. And, like, lays Buffy gingerly on this stranger's couch. And then starts berating it's Amy's mother, as we know right now. On her parenting technique. It's yes. so good. It's so good. So Giles is, like, here for it right now. Yes. Yeah, I said they break into the house and Giles gets big mad. Yes. So Buffy, like, notices her mom's demeanor... And then notices there's brownies under the coffee table. I am pretty sure the brownies are, are like, like cosmic, cosmic brownies. brownies. They're definitely cosmic brownies. And I was brownies. like, what the hell? You couldn't have just 
had someone on your staff make actual no. brownies. You had to go to the store and buy recognizable They're brownies. Thousand percent cosmic brownies with like peanuts instead of like the little rainbow sprinkles. Those are a thousand percent cosmic yeah, brownies. Was, what the heck? So she sees the brownies and she realizes that it is Amy in her mom's body. Whoa! And so they body switched. Freaky Friday. Yeah. So they tell Amy in her mom's body that they can like reverse the spell if she goes up and shows her the spell book. And, like Amy says that like her mom's like super messed up. Her dad left and then her mom got worse. Yeah. And it was a whole thing. So they break into the witch attic area. Yeah, it was an attic, not a basement. They made it look like a basement with they a panning. Yeah, and Giles finds the spell book surprisingly fast. And also, <laughs> it's guarded by a cat. That does not guard it very well. It leaps out once, and then we never see it again. It leaps out and meows at Giles, like, you know, like, aggressively meows at Giles. It doesn't even scratch him or anything. Like, you know... And then we never find it again. Like, I'm certain it's just they had the, they wanted the effect once. But, like, this cat appears well, and disappears like this. It's in the theme song. Is it? Yeah. the clip, Like, half of the clips from the theme song are from this episode. Do you think they just did it just for the theme song? I Like, 100%. Oh, okay. But they find the spell book in, like, a trunk. Yes. And so they get that. They find all her creepy voodoo Barbies, and they, like, bring that all back to the school science room. Yep. And Giles is going full on with the Latin and everything. Giles might be a witch or wizard. He has some history. I was going to say, because Giles just knows a lot about this and just jumps into this fully aware of what he's doing, and Giles could also be magical and stuff. And they do a thing that's, like, a small thing that always, like, bothers me. And things that have witches or wizards or any kind of, like, magic is saying, like, the Latin phrase and then translating it into English. Yeah. Like, do the powers that be really care if the audience understands what you're saying? Yeah, there's like, no reason to ever translate what you're saying in Latin. But it happens in, like, every show. But anyway, and then Giles, like, full-on, like, just dunks his hands in, like, a vat of hydrochloric acid. There is a lot of lab, like, disservice to safety. Buffy's yeah. spilling beakers on students. <laughs> Giles just throwing his hands in beakers. A science teacher never addresses Buffy spilling the beaker on the student, but... So that happens, and then Amy's mom, or Amy's mom and Amy's body realizes that the spell's getting reversed, because she's in the middle, she's on top of a, like, human pyramid type thing. Yep, in That's, the gym, doing their routine. And she flashes back to seeing, like, she's flashing into her own body, like, the spell's reversing. Do we know Amy's mother's name? Catherine. Catherine. Her nickname is Catherine the Great. That's oh, that's right. Like... So, Catherine is like, yeah, switching back and forth to seeing what's going on. And weirdly, so is Amy. Amy can, like, sense what her mom's doing. No, Amy can see because their bodies are switching back. 
Oh, so they get flashbacks. Yeah, so Amy can see out of the eyes of her own body. That's how Amy's mom knows they're switching back. That's why they showed the weird pan of the science lab. Got it. Because Catherine was able to see with her own body. Okay, got it. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, because their bodies were switching back. So Catherine is going to run back to the science lab, and Willow and Xander are going to make a last-ditch effort to stop her. It's real bad. <laughs> it's so bad because this is one of my favorite I started laughing. I'm pretty sure you know why. Catherine does some, like, force choke on Xander. Mm-hmm. Turns to Willow and just decks her. Yeah, like, she does, like, witchy stuff with Xander and then just decks Willow. And I was like, like okay. why are you using physical violence on Willow? You are a witch. Yeah, and I love that Willow offers to help Catherine with her witchcraft, which, foreshadowing for people who are in the know. Um, That's going to come back in predictions. Yes. It's like, hey, I could help you with your witchcraft. Do you actually ride a broom? I'm like, I love yeah, you, Willow. Yeah, Willow's trying to, like, stall her, and I don't know what their plan was. Like, maybe Xander sneaks up behind her or something. I don't know. Is this the point where Xander had a baseball bat? I don't remember. Oh, no, Willow had a baseball bat later. So, Catherine makes short work of the rest of the Scooby gang. Yeah. And on the way to the science lab, grabs an axe. Yeah, out of, like, the fire emergency thing. I don't remember if, in the 90s, schools just had axes for the students to get... They were, was that a thing? Yeah, it's a fire, it was like a fire, um, like an emergency fire thing. Yeah, but like something should happen, you shouldn't just be able to break glass and get a fire axe. Yeah, I think like, there's an alarm. an alarm, yeah. something should Again, happen that students Bob, can't just be like, axe. Bob was like on vacation. Yeah, Bob was I not just around. like, it's, so the bodies are switched, the spells are reversed, everything's good, Buffy like drop kicks Catherine. Buffy is back to her normal badass self and is like, yes. hi bitch, I'm here again. Yeah, and so they're doing like something and Catherine, who's now in her own body again, is trying to like kill all of them with her super witch powers and is like acting like a feral animal. Yeah, she <laughs> throws a desk at Giles she steals the axe back from her daughter, and is doesn't like, use it, just gets the axe back. And is, like, on all fours. Yeah. And so she's, like, trying to use this super evil spell on Amy and saying she'll never make trouble again. And then Buffy kicks, like, a hooded, like, some sort of metal plate, and then it reflects the spell back. Yeah. She seems like she was intending the spell for Amy, but it, like, gets thrown at Buffy, weirdly? No, it was... was she aiming for Buffy? She was aiming for Amy. Okay, but Buffy just gets in the way? Yeah, she was, like, waiting for her to cast the spell so she could kick down the plate and it would hit Catherine. Got it. But we love that trope of just (laughs) reflecting your spell back to you with any sort of mirror object. Yes. It's a solid trope, and we're here for it. And then Xander and Willow come into the science lab, and there, Willow has a bat. Willow has a bat. And Xander just grabs Amy and is like, okay, we can re-head her, and Amy's just kind of like, hi, guys. Yeah, they show up way too late. 
all ready for action, despite <laughs> having been, you know, quickly dispatched up. But they're like, we're going to do it again. <laughs> Love them. They well, try. They try their best. Um, At which point, Buffy's like, chill, guys. It's like, Buffy, yeah. they weren't here for the past five minutes. They are reacting appropriately. Yeah. So, everything's back to normal. Yes. Um, do we go back to Willow and Amy? Or are we in Buffy's house next? I wrote that we're in Buffy's house next with Joyce. Okay. Yeah. So she just like says that she will never get what it's like, what Buffy's life is like, because she's not 16. And they have like a pretty chill conversation about it. Yeah, they go back and realize they have differences, which is kind of, it's a nice yeah. moment. They wrap that yeah. up pretty well, despite being kind of fighting with each other the entire episode. Yeah, she says, like, oh, would you ever want to be again? And she goes, no. <laughs> Shout out to Joyce be like, I would never do that again. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Relatable. Which, fair. <laughs> Relatable for Joyce. Yeah. And then they go back to, like, the school. And obviously Amy is living with her dad now. Amy lives with her dad now. It's, like, never mentioned, like why her mom is missing like does the dad ever ask hey what happened to your mom i mean no i don't think so she's but, just like i'm sorry for leaving you with that witch well she he did say it is mentioned that he said he felt bad for leaving her that is true he also this is previously in this episode but his, the dad calls her mom a witch and do we think the dad knows she's an actual witch? I think so. I think that's what was implied. So I would feel really bad about leaving my daughter with an actual witch. Yeah. Not all witches are bad. Not all witches are bad. Witches can be good. Yes. But, so, we, like, go back and it's, like, very cute because she's, like, jokingly complaining about how her dad wants her to stay in and spend time with him and they're, like, staying in on the weekends together to make brownies. And it's it's a very good moment. It's very sweet. Yeah. Justice so, for aiming the end. Yes. So. I was going to say, we have one more thing. The oh, mom yeah. is revealed. Oh, what the oh spell yeah, did. that. We have to tell you what the spell did. Oh, yeah. The mom is now trapped in the trophy of herself in the previously seen trophy case. Yeah, she's. Trapped in the cheerleading trophy. Which is kind of horrifying. Yeah, it's like put in as a throwaway joke. And like there's another character that's like it's standing in front of the trophy case at one point and goes, you know, everywhere I go, I feel like this trophy's eyes kind of follow me. It really creeps me out. It's a callback. <laughs> yeah, we love that character. So. And that's the end of the episode. Yes. So, do we have predictions? We have to talk about queer things first. Oh, are queer things first? Okay. I don't know if there's a lot of queer things first. I mean, there's not really that many um, in this episode. In our queer tracker, we have both Willow and Giles at the moment. Yeah. And we didn't really get much development on either of them. We didn't really get that much, like, relationship stuff. Most relationship stuff was just, like... The Xander with Buffy stuff. It was just kind of awkward teen. Yeah, this was really like a one-off episode. I mean, there is like a few of those in Buffy, but it wasn't a very plot-heavy episode. 
we revealed that we still think Giles, at least from the main character's point of view, could be sort of a nice sexual figure because they can't imagine yeah. having a possible relationship. <laughs> because he's but so old. Jokes on them, it's gonna come back and Giles is gonna be a sexy bitch. Yep. Giles the sexy bitch. Write it down. Alright. Um, okay, so predictions. Wild predictions. Yeah. I had a really good one and now I actually okay. First wild prediction, and I'm pretty sure this was not gonna come true. But it would be great if the witch ever escapes the trophy case. Okay. Because she is not killed, she is trapped, and everyone knows that's code for could come back later. Yes. Might have mentioned this before, but in case it gets cut, Willow, I just know from the culture around Buffy, Willow dabbles in magic. Yeah. And I think this could be an introduction for her. Actually, I do remember one queer thing I did want to talk about in this. We talked before how the... Willow Buffy ship, mm-hmm. and how we don't think there's an actual relationship. I think Willow will start to hero worship Buffy, and that might become a crush. And now I'm going to backpedal on that a little bit and say I don't think Willow will fully hero worship Buffy, but I am waiting for the moment where Buffy does something badass and Willow goes, That's kind of hot. <laughs> and I think Buffy might be a spark for Willow, if not a full on crush. Um. Thoughts. Again, I don't think that happens with Buffy. I'm pretty sure it happens with someone else. Got it. Yeah. But we will see Willow go, that's kind of hot, in yeah. some relation to a female. Yeah. Did you say that's kind of hot when Buffy does badass things? I mean, yeah. We already know how I feel about Sarah Michelle Gellar. Just in general? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this was a very kind of preview episode for Willow. Because one, we're going to feel her relationship toward women as we go on with this. Yeah. And two, this is the first time we see witchcraft and Willow's like not really into it. But Willow will get into it and we're starting to sow seeds for Willow. Yes. So this was like a preview episode and we will see Willow come that full circle later. Right. Those are my predictions for this episode. Alrighty. Alright, so we actually have plugs. Amazing. We have a Instagram, a Gmail. They're slightly different. One is Wait You've Never Pod and Wait You've Never Watched at gmail.com. Alright. Thank you so much for listening. This is Kat. This is Sophie. And we hope you all have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Bye.